0: Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Monday. I had a fabulous weekend, spending out on the lake on Sunday running around with my boys. Uh, It was pretty outstanding Um, and uh, we did some tubing. Uh, I also had a good weekend. Lots of fun all around. Uh, Just a good time. I appreciate... uh, Uh, all of you. I hope you had fantastic weekends as well. Encourage you to go subscribe to this podcast uh, as well as go subscribe to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. We had a big debate about Cuba and what American policy should be in Cuba going forward. Uh, Lots of good discussion there uh, and also the continued vaccine controversy and fallout. I will be on Tucker Carlson tonight. At least I'm scheduled to be. Uh, talking about the uh, the COVID policies in place and other stories as well so encourage you uh, to tune in there I'll also be on Fox Bet Live here in a little bit talking about the British Open uh, the NBA Finals Conor McGregor and uh, Poirier the fight there and uh, also Novak Djokovic going for a fourth Grand Slam and maybe also trying to win a gold medal something that I don't think has ever been done before so much to dive into uh, but right off the top I want to tell you You get up to $1,000 no risk wager. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash clay. That is fanduel.com slash clay, and you will be well on your way to hopefully getting $1,000 free, no risk. All you have to do to sign up is go to fanduel.com slash clay. All right, let's start about the biggest controversy in the world of sports right now. So, Major League Baseball All Star game, of course, was moved to Denver, a disastrous decision. Uh, I still feel bad for the people of Atlanta for Braves fans for everyone over Rob Manfred not being able or willing to hold the ground and being forced to uh, uh, being forced because he's an imbecile to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta and move it to Denver instead. So I believe the Home Run Derby is going on tonight because we are debating it on uh, Fox Bet Live and talking about she- Shohei Otani. So let me talk about Shohei Otani for a moment. Uh, I've said and I tweeted uh, uh, probably a couple weeks ago that I think the Shohei Ohtani story is the most undercovered in all of sports right now. 33 home runs for Ohtani at the All-Star break. He is pitching at a very high level. Right now he is Babe Ruth. I mean if you go look at the statistics that Babe Ruth brought to bear when he was a pitcher and he was a hitter Shohei Ohtani right now is performing at a Babe Ruth-like level the likes of which frankly no one of my generation or no one around my age has ever seen before. He's favored to win uh, the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby and he will be the starting pitcher in the All-Star Game uh, this week. So Stephen A. Smith on uh, first take went on and talked about Shohei Otani, and he said and this is what all of the Flashpoint is for I don't think it helps that the number one face talking about Major League Baseball is a dude that needs an interpreter so you can understand what the hell he's saying in this country. This is Stephen A. Smith. Now, the forks, the pitchforks are out now for Stephen A. Smith. Let me just say right at the top I'm not a cancel culture guy, right? I don't believe that cancel culture should exist. But I think one reason people are reacting to Stephen A. is because ESPN has pretty clearly made it transparent that you can be racist and I'm not saying this is racist but you can be racist like Jalen Rose calling Kevin Love a token white basketball player and saying the only reason he was on the team was because he was white and the NBA was afraid of having an all-black team even though they had an all-black team in 2000, 2008, uh, 2004, and 2016 uh, was a racist statement. Nothing happened to Jalen Rose because the standard of speech at ESPN for a black guy is different than the standard of speech would be for a white guy, uh, and so Stephen A. Smith says uh, what he did. And again, I'll give you the quote. Um, and so I am not in favor. I want to be transparent, and clear with all of you. I'm not in favor of any sort of cancel culture here. But Stephen A. Smith talking about Shohei Ohtani, I don't think it helps that the number one face is the dude that needs an interpreter so you can understand what the hell he's saying in this country and you can go watch the video and see it for yourself. Now the larger context of the conversation was about Major League Baseball and branding and certainly this has been a major conversation for a long time because Mike Trout who is a teammate of Shohei Ohtani on the LA Angels is the best player in baseball and has been for the past several years but he's not a very loud marketable guy and so Major League Baseball he hasn't really drawn that much attention outside of his unique talent. Now, the question that Stephen A. is asking uh, if in a larger debate is an intriguing one uh, if you give him the benefit of the doubt here because the larger context is to what extent does marketability in America rely on an athlete being American? And I don't know the answer to that right now. I'm sure there is data to tell you hey, LeBron James is a valuable asset in the NBA from a marketability perspective. What is the difference if LeBron James had the exact same talent but was instead a foreign-born player? Or think about it this way, the NBA, which now has a lot of international players, uh, how much more value in the United States itself would Giannis or Luka have if they were American-born players? In other words, uh, does that matter? is it still a significant factor or is in this day and age where you're from less significant? Let me give you an example. When I was a kid growing up there were very few international stars who played sports. Nowadays FIFA soccer for instance is so popular that Ronaldo and Messi are wildly popular in the United States even though they don't even play a sport in the United States, right? This is an interesting question. Or Uh, if you think about it when I was a kid the only real athletes I remember that were international and had any sort of appeal in the United States by and large uh, were like the Boris Beckers the Yvonne Lindels if you cared about them Stefan Edberg if you watch tennis and I loved to watch tennis back in the day international tennis stars soccer wasn't big enough for people to care about at least where I grew up Uh, and so uh, tennis was one and then there were a few foreign NBA players when I was a kid but not really that many. Most of American sports were populated by American sports uh, stars. Vladi Divac, for instance, would have been a guy early on that would have had a lot of interest. Drazen Petrovic. There were relatively few foreign uh, players playing in America. If that were the conversation, it would be a conversation that you could have. The way that Stephen A. Smith conveyed this I don't know enough frankly about Shohei Ohtani to know how well he does or does not speak English but the way that this came off is going to be messy for Stephen A. and for ESPN because of their inconsistent speech standards and their consistency of uh, going out and suspending uh, or firing people based on what they say not fitting the appropriate speech standards. In Major League Baseball for instance uh, Kurt Schilling got fired, right? Um, And so what is the standard for speech at ESPN? They've they've, uh, also punished Rachel Nichols because of something that she didn't even say on the air. And I also think there should be, in my opinion a difference between what's said on the air and what is said in your private life because ESPN is distributing what's said on air but if you're talking in your private life to me that's a different standard. My standard in general is I'm opposed to cancel culture. I don't think we gain anything by sitting around and waiting for someone to say something that you decide is unacceptable And I mean you, like the public, social media usually it's left-wingers who decide what is and what is not appropriate to be said in our culture today. And I don't think we gain very much by saying oh, there has to be consequences for this opinion or that opinion Uh, and those consequences are suspensions or firings or whatever they are. I just, I don't think that's a healthy place for our country to be. In fact, if you regularly listen to this show you would know that my two biggest twin pillars upon which I fight against is I think identity politics and cancel culture and the combination of the two is the biggest threat to American life today. That's what I believe. Other people disagree but I think the idea that your immutable uh, identity something that is a characteristic that you don't choose your race uh, your gender you don't choose those things at birth. The fact that those define you in any way to me, represents a threat because it slices and dices us all up based on what we look as opposed to what we think, okay? It's cosmetic in nature. And I also think cancel culture. So to my knowledge, I have never said this person has to be fired for saying this thing. But what I will say is I do think the standards have to be evenly applied. And this is where people get upset at me. A lot of people. I believe that whether you're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, male, female, uh, whatever your uh, identity is, I think we need to apply the same standard of speech no matter what. And right now we don't. Because, and I used Jalen Rose as an example a couple weeks ago, because when Jalen Rose came out and called Kevin Love a token, if a white hockey analyst, and I don't even know if this is true, if a black hockey player had made The uh, had made the U.S. hockey team and someone came out and said well that black guy made it as a token because they didn't want to have an all-white hockey team. That analyst would get fired and probably never work in sports again. Um, And the same thing is true of other sport analysts, right? I don't know swimming team. If you said hey the only reason that person of that race is on the team is because they're a token and you were a white person you would get fired, right? This is pretty clear. And so why do we have different standards of speech based on the race or the gender of the speaker? (coughs) That's where I'm calling for consistency. And by the way, I want a lenient consistency, right? You don't have to agree with everything that you hear on television. You don't have to agree with everything that you hear on radio And as a firm believer in the marketplace of ideas I believe when you constrain what can and cannot be said in terms of a debate and you label everything racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever the classification might be you are not helping in any way our national discourse from a First Amendment perspective. So Stephen A. under fire and I'm curious to see how exactly this is going to play out but I'll always defend uh, anybody just about in the world of uh, speech because I don't like the idea of identity politics or cancel culture determining what can and cannot be said in this country and I don't like the idea of policing everything. Now, I think Shohei Otani is an incredible story for Major League Baseball Um, and the end result of the controversy here probably for some people is going to actually put Shohei Ohtani in front of them in a way that he was not before Uh, because people are going to say well what's this story why is he so compelling in Major League Baseball and I hope he goes out tonight and puts on a whale of a show at the Home Run Derby he's the favorite to win it all we'll be debating that on Fox Bet Live here coming up in just a moment speaking of because I think this ties in speaking of the larger issues of, 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 of speech in this country. The biggest story that went on Sunday, whether or not you guys saw it or paid attention to it or whether it was covered very substantially, were the protests that were going on in Cuba against their communist dictatorship. Biggest protest in Cuba since 1994. It's a monstrously brave thing to do in a totalitarian state to speak out against the people in positions of power particularly those in Cuba who have been in a position of power for over 60 years now. The way that the protests took place the videos that I saw some of the protesters waved the American flag. And I want to tell uh, all of you why I think that's such a significant symbol. The same thing happened in Hong Kong and we let the people of Hong Kong down. We really did. They said China is trying to take away our basic democracies and freedom. That is why we are protesting and they were right. China swept into Hong Kong and they have effectively wiped out true democracy in Hong Kong. And all of those protesters have been validated. They shut down Apple Daily. Jimmy Lai is in prison now, the owner of Apple Daily. True democracy and free speech does not exist now in Hong Kong just as those protesters said was going to happen. And so, they marched with the United States flag. The United States flag, far from, as Black Lives Matter activists in Utah said, a symbol of hate and oppression, that's what they called the United States flag, the rest of the world knows the United States flag as an incredible symbol of freedom. And what people like Colin Kaepernick, who refused to stand for our national anthem yet immediately showed up in a Colin Kaepernick t-shirt do not understand is they haven't done the most basic level of research to recognize what's actually going on in Cuba. Do you know that they basically human traffic nurses and doctors in Cuba send them overseas to work and then take the difference in the money that they make compared to their salaries and pocket it as a part of the Cuban government? Did you know that basic human rights and freedoms don't exist and right now as you are watching and listening to me talk there are jackbooted thugs in Cuba kicking in the doors of democracy activists and dragging them out along with their families and putting them in prison. Most people don't realize how much freedom we have and how important it is to not only preserve but also to expand freedom It's just 90 miles south of our own borders Cuba lives in a failed communist totalitarian state. The Bernie Sanders is of the world. The squad they won't speak out. Earlier today on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show we took calls from Cubans who still have families living in Cuba. And the stories that they told us about what their families have been through and are still going through are absolutely devastating and so when people decide to protest using the United States flag I don't think many people in America really understand what the rest of the world is like I've been saying for a while I think America would be vastly improved I really mean this if every American had to live somewhere outside of the country for over a year in a country and I don't mean like Sweden or Japan or a country that is relatively free and also wealthy. I mean borderline third world countries without basic freedoms and without basic human rights to see how much of what we have we take for granted. And this is why so many immigrants to our country are such huge supporters of United States institutions. It's why the Cubans in particular fight so hard against socialism and the idea of communism because they have seen what happens when you allowed failed communistic practices to take root. And look, this may sound crazy but we just saw this with defund the police. Left-wingers in this country decided that they didn't want to fund police and our streets turned into killing fields. Murder skyrocketed. When you allow left-wing socialism and communism to take over what ends up happening is Cuba and Venezuela. It is the natural result. And so people who are Cuban and have come here to flee that communism understand and, and and support basic American freedoms in a way that many of us who were born here and don't know how fortunate we are to live in America don't even realize and look, this is why I came after Colin Kaepernick so aggressively the day that he protested the American anthem he showed up in his press briefing right after that wearing a Fidel Castro shirt he later praised Fidel Castro to Miami reporters and talked about the fact that Cuba had done many things better than the United States that my friend is 100% wrong Bernie Sanders has praised Castro. The squad has praised Cuban dictators. Make no mistake about this. People talk a lot about being on the right side of history right now. Being on the opposite side of communistic dictators Castro's regime and its heirs in Cuba is 100 billion percent the right side of history being opposed to them yet many people in America still are not willing to be on that side to recognize totalitarianism and communistic failures for what they are even in our own backyard and so when we talk about freedom of speech and the right to protest against communism and supporting those who do so We already turned our back on Hong Kong. We cannot turn our back on Cuba. We need to do more than just put out platitudes. I think we need to offer support to democracy activists in Cuba. Potential financial support and military support if necessary. I'm a hawk when it comes to freeing the people of Cuba. A couple of other stories that are out there. England. Somebody tweeted me one of my buddies texted me too and said England is the Dallas Cowboys of international soccer. I think it's a little bit unfair to the Dallas Cowboys because they've won titles far more recently but in terms of the hype machine always being ratcheted up and the results never actually leading up to it England still has not won a major title since 1966. They got into the penalty kick situation after scoring two minutes in against Italy. They had the lead in penalty kicks and then they choked with three straight misses down the stretch. Now congratulations to Italian goalie who made some great saves but you could not get much closer to winning the Euro than England actually got and then much like the Dallas Cowboys they came up short all over again. Uh, That was a really engaging final to watch. But I thought England curled up and did not perform as aggressively as they should have uh, when they were facing uh, all, of the, uh, all of the challenges out there uh, in that game. They basically hoped that they were going to win one nothing, went into a defensive posture and then hoped they were going to find a way to win in the shootout. Instead, Gareth Southgate, their overall uh, club manager, had the same thing happen as happened back in 1996 uh, with the English team. Novak Djokovic is on an unbelievable run. He won his 20th title at Wimbledon. 20th overall title. A bunch of them at Wimbledon. And he now is on his way to uh, completing the Grand Slam in one year. He's already won the Aussie Open. He already won the French Open. Now he has won Wimbledon and he will be a substantial favorite to win the U.S. Open as well. And if that ends up happening he will have completed the Grand Slam for the first time I believe since Rod Laver for a man to do it. I think Martina Navratilova did it as well. That would be four in the same year and he was even toying with the idea of going and and pursuing uh, the Olympic gold medal which I don't believe has ever happened in the same year before if he had the ability to close that out as well. But I don't think he's going to go now and compete in the Olympics. Worth mentioning by the way that as Jokovic has the most dominant year of his entire career in tennis he also had COVID recently and uh, bounced back from it uh, pretty easily. Um, and so uh, this, is pretty, uh, this is pretty interesting in order to, uh, to follow uh, going forward. Novak Jokovic having one of the great tennis seasons that has ever existed in the history of the sport. Uh, The NBA continues to plummet in overall ratings. They keep putting out numbers comparing it to the bubble year last year and it's true they're up a little bit compared to the bubble in October of last year when they were competing head-to-head with the NFL but in terms of a summer rating the NBA is posting the lowest summer ratings that have ever existed. They are posting numbers akin to how many people would watch say the Peach Bowl uh, they have about half as many people watching the NBA Finals as watched the Final Four and particular the NBA Championship game sorry the, the National Championship game uh, between uh, was it, I guess Gonzaga and UCLA was the great shot that we got at the end that game had more viewership and then the National Title game obviously had Uh, far more viewers as well even though it was Baylor against Gonzaga which is two small private schools going head-to-head they drastically overwhelmingly outrated uh, the NBA so the the, the NBA stands are out there they're too dumb to understand how bad things are two worst years in terms of NBA viewership are happening back-to-back and it's not a coincidence that that happens right as the league has gotten more political than ever before Uh, Conor McGregor lost quickly first round against Dustin Poirier uh, and ended up getting his leg broken in the process. McGregor then, uh, while he was laying on the ground he had three and a half hour surgery uh, in order to repair his leg. While he was laying on the ground he accused Poirier's wife of sliding into his DMs uh, which even Dana White felt compelled uh, to fire back at and say hey, you know, generally speaking we'd prefer to keep the focus on the actual match as opposed to uh, accusing somebody's wife of sliding into the DMs Uh, but Conor McGregor the question I think that has to hang out there is is he still the draw that he once was? I haven't seen the numbers on the pay-per-view and is he going to be able to ever return to a high level of interest in the UFC as he continues to lose more and more or is his career now that he's made several hundred million dollars including a ton off of the whiskey uh that he came out with is he now basically riding off into the sunset as a major figure in combat sports I tend to think that the answer is yes uh Ronald Acuna uh and by the way that's not to say anything about how unfortunate it was that his leg broke Uh, But it's not as if in that first round he had an incredible performance prior to that leg breaking. Uh, The Conor McGregor that we all got used to the guy who would storm into the ring and was an electric fighter to watch is in my opinion basically no more. Uh, Ronald Acuna this is an awful story. Uh, The Atlanta Braves I had the unfortunate if you're a Braves fan like I have become a Braves fan uh, as a result of uh, everything that has happened. This is what's happened so far in the Atlanta Braves 2021 season. Ronald Acuna tore his ACL. Uh, Soroka tore his Achilles again. Starting catcher is out until August. Uh, Marcel Ozuna has been arrested for beating his wife and may never play again. Who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, Yanoa broke his hand after he was frustrated on a pitching outing and punched uh, inside of the clubhouse. And now Acuna Jr. has torn his ACL. That one is one of many things that has just gone completely wrong for uh, the Atlanta Braves this year. Uh, Wishing Acuna to get the best, get well. But man, that's a hit for a young guy who's as talented as him. I was looking forward to watching him in the All-Star game. Uh, And now... Braves season probably over they haven't been able to get over 500 all season they were one of the favorites to win the World Series after they went up sorry Braves fans 3-1 on the Dodgers before losing three straight last year in the NLCS uh, and now it appears that this season is basically gone uh, did you see this story? I'm surprised it hasn't gotten more play Christy Noam uh, the governor of South Dakota went after Ron DeSantis at the CPAC political event over the weekend and said we have to be careful not to praise governors who decided to shut down any part of their state and this is worth following for a couple of reasons one if, uh, if Trump isn't going to run then Christy Noem versus Ron DeSantis is going to be a intriguing battle in 2024 over who the nominee might be but If Trump does decide to run then both Noam and Ron DeSantis will be on the incredible short list of potential nominees for Trump. If Trump were to win they would be the favored candidate to win the Republican nomination in 2028. If Trump were to lose they would still be the favored candidate to win probably in 2028. Uh, Because remember if Trump wins he can only serve one more term. If Trump lost for a second straight time then I don't think there's any way that he would be a nominee again at the age of 82 or whatever the heck he would be. Now, make no mistake, right now Trump remains very popular in the Republican Party. In fact, I wanted to give you these uh, these this data. Uh, the Texas straw poll inside of CPAC, the big event going on, Ron DeSantis got 68% of the vote. Mike Pompeo got 5% and Donald Trump Jr. got 4% if Trump isn't included among the candidates who are potentially going to run. If Trump is running then he got 70% of the support and Ron DeSantis got 26% of the support. So the big question that is hanging out there and I think it's a pretty intriguing question is if Ron DeSantis wins in 2022 is there any way he would be willing to run against Trump if Trump announced that he is going to run for office or would DeSantis seek to become his uh, running mate potentially sit out wait and see whether or not there's a future opportunity for him that is a monster story out there that is going to continue to develop over the next year remember DeSantis has to run for re-election next year all that still out there uh, as a uh, as a possibility so All of that going on worth paying attention to worth discussing. Uh, We will break all that down for you as we continue to head down uh, the line here but that is what is going on right now in the world of sports, politics, and more. I am Clay Travis DBAP unless you need to SBAP Uh, go subscribe to Outkick the Show the podcast and make sure that you subscribe the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show I will be on television in about 30 minutes breaking down everything in the world of sports gambling and then I'll be on Tucker Carlson uh, later tonight I appreciate all of you as always thanks for supporting OutKick